need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maize and Blue Nation, it's Tom Brady. I co-founded Autograph with one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. That's why I'm excited to announce the release of a new app that recognizes the biggest Michigan fans. The Autograph fandom app gives you access to the best Michigan content, fan challenges, and exclusive rewards for diehard Wolverines, all for doing the things you already do, like listening to this podcast. Head over to the Apple App Store and search for Autograph Rewarding Fans and download today. Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is a Michigan football rant, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is a quick hitter postseason hangout. That's right, guys. I have I just have a few things that have been bugging me this for the last couple weeks now. It really, really has been bugging me. And it's one of the main reasons why I avoid uh ESPN at all costs, uh, but, uh, okay, I had to look at, I mean, you listen to ESPN, you listen to pretty much anybody, you would think Alabama is the second coming, like, they are the greatest college football team to ever be playing college football, I mean, Jalen Milroe is the uh, second coming of... Oh, I mean, Michael Vick, uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, name any one of them. Uh, Vincent Young. Name name any one of them. And that's who he is to ESPN or anybody pretty much outside of (laughs) Michigan fans, I guess. So I was like, okay, is he really this good? Like, I I had to know. There was a few things, though, that had been uh, bothering me. And that was one of them. So I went back and I watched uh, Bama, Tennessee. I watched Bama, LSU. I watched Bama, Arkansas. I watched Bama, Georgia. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch Bama, Texas A&M. That one one boggles my mind, by the way. uh, Bama won 26-20, but... Uh, Milrow, that was his best passing performance. He had over 321 yards passing and like two or three touchdowns and negative yards rushing because he was sacked three times. No, no, not three times, six times. My bad. That's what, what boggled me was how can you put a man on his back six times and still lose by six? I, I looked at the numbers, both of their wide receivers had huge games. Burton had like six for 197. And I think Bond had, I don't know, seven for 97 or something like that. And that's what it was. It was just deep ball passing. And he connected a few times and that was it. Every other time he must have been sacked. It must have been bomb for a touchdown or sack. That's it. Um, but what it does seem to be is Mil- if m- they do all sorts of different types of 
uh, slants or row, uh, like uh, curls or whatever they can do to create some type of confusion so you pick wrong. You pick the wrong wide receiver, and that the other one is wide open 30 yards downfield. And if that's the case, he will hit them. He throws a beautiful deep ball. But other than that, I didn't see anything that was so dynamic about the kid. Now, listen, he rushed for... He rushed for two uh, in two games out of the whole season. He rushed for over 100 yards in two games. The other other game that he ever got close over 50 yards rushing was uh, against Mississippi State. He had 69. So, but the two teams that he rushed for over 100 yards uh, was I wrote this down. LSU, who by the way has the 106th ranked rushing defense, 106. And then Auburn, uh, 91st, 91st rushing defense. Outside of that, he maybe averaged about 30 yards rushing per game. Maybe a little bit more. I'm guessing at this point because you, you take out those three big games. And I would say he probably had about 30 yards per, 30 yards per game maybe rushing. Um. Uh, it's deep ball passing, and it's and it's uh, hoping to God he can get to the corners. Because if you keep him, if you keep him contained, because they will find ways to create running. Uh, uh, they always do sweeps, or they'll do something to get him to the corner. If you don't contain, he will kill you. If you don't stay in your lanes, he will kill you. But Arkansas kept him bottled up. Tennessee kept him bottled up. The only thing that really screwed Tennessee over from winning that game was that they stopped throwing the ball uh, mid, like mid-level throws, and they were only focusing on either running the ball or get or tossing it deep in the second half. That's what got to. That's what got to Tennessee with Alabama's defense. It looks like you're going to have great success, and I probably said this in the big game pregame. Great success in the middle. Because I'm telling you, they're, they're really good. They're, I'm not throwing shade on Alabama. They're really good. But their middle can be uh, abused. Uh, I've uh, Tennessee, uh, Arkansas. Um, if Brock Bauer was healthy, I think even Georgia could have really used it. They said he was healthy, but I'll tell you, I rewatched that game in Georgia – Brock Bauer was not 100% healthy. Um, the middle, but if you're not going to do the middle, you have to do quick hitting plays. If you allow those boys up there to get to you, and I'm talking about those big bad boys of Dallas Turner and Braswell, uh, Turner has 10 and a half sacks, Braswell has eight. Uh, if you allow them time, they will get you, right? They're just going to. They're, they're big, they're fast, but they don't always blitz them. Uh, they have a very, they have a really interesting defense, man. It's, but their linebackers, if you had to pick, if you had to pick a position that wasn't as great, I would say it's the linebackers. And I think you can take advantage of the linebackers in the middle. You do a few quick hitting plays to the outside or just do what Tennessee did right off the bat. Tennessee just bombed them and Joe Milton, I, by the luck of God himself, 
completed a long ass fantastic catch by this guy Squirrel White. I did say that correct. Squirrel White. Squirrel being his given name. Uh, a beautiful catch, by the way, though. That kid had eight catches by halftime. Squirrel White against Alabama. It can happen. But Michigan will have to do everything that Michigan does not do normally to get Alabama on their heels. And I think if you get them on their heels early, they they will not recover. I really don't think so. I think that... Uh, I really, I really think we've got a good chance if we just continue to do quick hitting plays, hit, beat up the middle, that kind of stuff. I'm very excited about this. I'll be honest. I, I, after watching these games, I feel 100% better. Like I was just like, oh my god, we're we're going to get killed by this team. This might be the best Alabama team that's ever it's ever existed. And then I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. They were a fourth and 31 play away from losing to Auburn, who had uh, the hunt, what, the 91st rush defense. They were one play away from not doing, for not even being in this thing. So I was like, I had to go back and rewatch it. So I really do. I think he's pretty good, Milro. Uh, but I'm telling you, if Michigan just gets pressure in its face, keeps, contains the edges, Right, it stays in your lane. I'm. T- I think we have a really good chance to frustrate the hell out of this kid, and and really like goat him into doing and throwing some really bad play, throw really bad passes that can get us interceptions that we need to really tip the game in our in our favor. I really do believe it. Uh, he's he holds that ball forever, forever. Just hoping and praying that one of his guys gets open enough that he can toss that ball downfield. That's all he's hoping for. I don't know if he does any real reads that well because every time I've ever seen him, he's either st- sitting in the be- sitting in the in the pocket, dancing around trying, and then heaves the ball, or he's getting the ball and he's running and running to the edge. Now against LSU, he did a bunch of different stuff because LSU's defense is god awful. You know the reason why Brian Kelly wants Michigan? That's well, if you've heard this, and maybe I'm jumping all over the place, but if you heard this recently, Brian Kelly said that he would jump at the chance to to coach at Michigan. You want to know why that is? Because he knows if LSU had Michigan's defense, they would have beat Alabama this year. I, our defense doesn't. Ha- the The real encouraging thing is our defense doesn't have to play the greatest game it's ever had to beat Alabama. They don't. They just have to play their 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 game. You know they can't they can't shove their head up their butts. Uh, they can't do that. You know, and then we've been known to do that. But if we if we just play like we have all year, if we play like we did against Ohio State. We can beat Alabama. I'm telling you, if we play that way, we can do it. I'm very, I don't see, their their tight end's good. He's like a third wide receiver, basically. But they don't necessarily use him as much as you think they would. Uh, Mainly, it's Burton and Bond. Those are the two dudes they are dying to get the ball to. Or they find some way to hit the edge with the running game with the running backs or with Milrow. And then, you know, when the pocket breaks down, he'll occasionally go up through the middle, but he did, he did most of that through, through LSU. Um, 
I really have a good, I have a great, great feeling about this. Because Alabama, they, they all this talk about how good Alabama is. Alabama hasn't played a defense like they've played in Michigan this whole season. And you want to know how I know Nick Saban is nervous about Michigan's defense? He tipped his hand a little bit, right? And we all know what it is. It's He went and he got uh, Hilo. He went and hired Hilo. He's nervous about Michigan's defense. I don't think he cares too much about our offense. I don't think they're they're vastly worried. I don't think they're very worried about us on offensively at all, to be quite honest. Um, but he's worried about that defense. He knows he only has four plays. And what they do, they do a bunch of redirection shit. You'll see him constantly put that, that running back into motion and they'll fake like they're tossing it to him, and then they'll run to the opposite direction, right? They they do it all. They did it all the time against Tennessee. I saw them do it against LSU. They that's a that's a play they love to do, and they'll fake it and they'll fake it and they'll fake it, and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 they'll just keep hitting that. As soon as that go that kid goes in into motion, and they're hiking it, and then they're handing it right off to him. They do a lot of that stuff to keep you not knowing what's going on, so this way they can hit you down deep. That's all they're doing. They're, they're jabbing you, jabbing you, jabbing you, and then when you put your arms down and you're not paying attention, they hit you deep. I mean, I, I've seen it too many times This just in the last couple of days watching Alabama football. Nick Saban's scared to death of Michigan's defense. He is. That's why he went for Hilo, to get any type, any type of info he can to maybe fool us into something. Um. Now, there was something, yeah, because Alabama has not seen anybody like Michigan all season long. Um, Georgia is the best run defense that uh, Alabama faced all season. They were 13th. Uh, oh, my fault. Yeah. What was that? No, that's pass defense. Sorry. Georgia's pass defense is 13th. Georgia's rush defense is 25th. They played Texas, who has the one of the best run defenses in the country at, at number three. But they're... Their pass defense is god-awful. It's like 80th or something like that, 85th, some some crazy. They have not faced a total team like they've played in Michigan, or they're getting ready to play in Michigan all season long. Now, some people are going to say, well, Michigan's only ranked that high because, you know, they didn't play anybody all season. Well, for people who say that, I would like to say, go F yourself. But two, does anybody forget the run that uh, Clemson had from 2016 to 2019, right? They won a total of, what, two national titles, and they had been in the national title game like uh, five times or something like that? Okay. They played no one. The ACC was god-awful. Just to give you an idea, all right? Now, this is just to prove... To the people who say that just be you know Michigan hasn't played anybody, so therefore they're not good enough to stop Alabama. I hate to tell you this, but Clemson didn't play anybody in 2016. Their best, their their rival, Florida State. Okay, that season 2016, they were good. They were 10 and three, but five and three in the ACC sounds a lot like like uh, well, Ohio State sounds a lot better than that, right? That's more like a Penn State type of season. They played Virginia Tech. In, in the uh, ACC championship, Virginia Tech was 10-4, was 6-3 and three in the ACC. Okay? Didn't play decent, right? Decent. 
Then they, they beat the hell out of Ohio State, 31-0, then they beat Alabama the first year, 2016. They came back, lost to Alabama in 2017, but still, Florida State was 7-6 and six that year, 3-5 and five in the ACC. Miami was 10-3 and three and 7-2 and two in the ACC. Virginia Tech was 9-4 and four and 5-3 and three in the ACC. So you see, do you see what I'm saying here in 2018? Let's look at it this way. Florida State, 5-7. and seven. Pitt, 7-7. Seven and seven. By the way, Pitt was 7-7, seven and seven, and they played uh, Clemson in the ACC championship game in 2018. 2019, Florida State, 6-7. and seven. North Carolina, 7-6. Uh, and, and they played Virginia in the ACC, in the ACC title game at 9-5. and five. It sounds a lot like the same kind of competition that Michigan's played, but I think Michigan has always had Ohio. And Penn State's been pretty good. Penn State is the the uh, Virginia Techs or the uh, the Miamis that they've played at ten and three, ten and four, that kind of shit. That's Penn State. We've played better competition, and they still have the gall to fucking talk shit about. Who And by the way, their non-conference schedule was bullshit too. They only played uh, Auburn uh, home and home, where they beat Auburn both times. Auburn in 2017 was 10 and 4, but that was it. The year before that, Auburn was stunk. I mean, they were like 5 and 7. Yeah, they were, no, they were 8 and 5. Okay, not bad, but still not world beaters. And then, um... Texas A&M was 8-5, and five, and that was it. So, I mean, it's just crap, man. I get tired of saying just because Michigan doesn't play anybody, they're not good enough to be Bama. It's not true. Bama is not world beaters this year, but if we do certain things offensively, and I know this is going to sound crazy, and people are going to – and I think I probably already said this, so it might not sound as crazy to you guys, but if – if the Michigan offense can play the type of game they played against TCU. Now, listen, there's a few caveats to this. Uh, one, JJ, wipe away those two pick sixes, right? If that you wipe those two things away, those two, I know they're huge. Obviously, you can't rewrite history, blah, 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 blah. I get it. I'm just saying, take those two things away. Michigan wins that game 45 to 37, right? J.J. McCarthy, look at what J.J.'s line would have been. 20 for 34, 343 yards passing, two touchdowns, 52 yards rushing, one touchdown. That's one hell of a game. I guarantee you, yeah, I, I, I would say it's pretty safe to guarantee. I think... JJ, if JJ has that line, he has over 340 yards passing, two touchdowns, uh, 50 yards rushing, and one touchdown. Michigan beats Alabama. I, I just, I don't have, I don't, I, I really feel like I can guarantee that. I mean, because Michigan's defense just has to play as hard as they did against. Uh, Penn, uh, just how they've been doing the rest of the season. Penn State, Maryland, who is very close to what we'll see in Alabama with actually two, uh, Talia is a much better quarterback, in my opinion, than uh, Milrow is. Milrow's just bigger and stronger, but he's he he doesn't, he can't throw it as well as Talia. 
Talia was uh, a surgeon on some of those pass plays, and he can throw it from uh, mid-range, long-range, short, anything that you want. Talia can do it. Milrow can't yet. Not saying he won't get there, but he can't right now. So if Michigan's defense just holds, if they can hold Alabama to 17 to 20 points and J.J. throws for over 340 yards, two touchdowns, and rushes for one, I guarantee you Michigan will win this game. Now, that's the whole thing, though. Because if they do that, because then look at, I mean, look at the other thing. Edwards had uh, 23 rushes for 119. Um, Bell had six receptions for 135 and a touchdown. Wilson had five receptions for 104 and a touchdown. I mean, those are great. Those are really good line numbers to have for a victory. If we perform at that level, Without the two pick sixes, we will win the game against Alabama. That's why, you know what, I was going to do this episode and say, well, you know, there's a few um, un- unheralded or unsung heroes that we could be looking for, and the top five would be this. And I was really looking to see who it is. I have a few, and I'll, I'll say who they are later, but scratch it. This game... No, no, no unsung heroes. J.J. McCarthy, you need to play like you are the man that we all think you are. You need to do that. You get tired of standing there two seasons in a row, watching those two teams celebrate their fucking wins in the goddamn playoff, then motherfucker, get on your horse and play like a motherfucking maniac. You understand? Throw for 340 yards. Run your little ass off. Do what you need to do, boy, but you need to do it now. Like, this is the game you prove yourself. All right? Hey, Corum, run your little punk ass over. Run them all over, dude. Just do everything you got to These. This is the game, dude. This isn't we're not holding anything back anymore. I don't want to hear, oh, well, our, our, you know, our, our guys were tired or they were hurt or they were confused or they were on their period. I don't give a fuck, dude. This is the game. You want to go down as a Michigan fucking legend? Then go down in the Michigan fucking legend and beat Bama so this way we can at least try and win a national title. I am getting sick and tired of saying, well, unsung heroes, maybe if we do this. No, we have stars on this goddamn team. Stand up and act like it, for heaven's sakes. When the the light's the fucking brightest, boys, stand up there and finally do something. I'm getting tired of it because it's not like we have a lack of talent. Mindset. You can beat this team. They're not the greatest Alabama team that's ever existed. This is your chance to go down as Michigan fucking legends. Do it. I don't want to say, golly, how great was it that, you know, um, Kar- I was going to say Karan Higdon. <laughs> that would be something if Karan Higdon had a great game. No, uh, Khalil Mullings. Oh, man, what a great. Oh, can you imagine without him, we wouldn't have won the game. If that's the case, then I'm going to be disgusted with guys like Blake Horam. I'm going to be disgusted with guys like Donovan Edwards. I'm going to be disgusted with guys like J.J. McCarthy. You want to be Michigan legends. You want to be Michigan men. This is the game you do it. Plain and simple, this is the game you do it. If if Kalel Mullings or Tyler Morris, God bless them. If they do help us win, then that's great. And I'll be happy to be in the national title game. But if those mother effers are pulling our ass out of the fire, then our three big horses, our, our leaders, 
have let us down. Corum, Edwards, McCarthy. If we need Khalil Mullings to pull us out of the fire, then we're toast. And I, I just want... I just, I get so, ugh. We're not going to be toast. It's just, God, they, I get frustrated when I think about this shit. I just, I want us to finally do something. I'm getting tired of he, hearing people criticize us. And we've given, Michigan's given them plenty of, plenty of examples why we can't do it. How about this one time? We just stand up, grab, grab our man parts, and effing play like we've never played before how about that play really really good how about that please <sighs> all right i think that's about all i can say oh before i go i'll leave you with the the unsung heroes right that i th- if they i would love to see these guys make huge plays um when this was going to be the angle i was taking and then i just got annoyed with it all Khalil Mullings, I, I think he has a chance to, I really do. If I'm taking out my whole I'm angry at Blake Horman and all them for not standing up and not playing or whatever I was trying to do there. Um, yeah, Khalil Mullings fits what would be great against Alabama's defense. He's big. He he doesn't go down with the first tackle, uh, 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 Donovan Edwards. Uh, he puts his head down and he runs just like uh, just like Haskins. You know, which would be good against Alabama's defense. And he can run in the middle. Um, I think uh, Stewart, I think I would love to see this pairing for rushers, uh, edge rushers. I would love to see the pairing of McGregor and um, uh, uh, Harrell. And then I would love to see, because I really do believe that this next one is going to be dangerous. You give me Stewart and you give me Moore. I think Moore is going to be a game changer in this one. I really do. And I think it, it's going to go unnoticed. He's going to push Milrow into Stewart. Because he's going to, to eat up a few of those blockers. He's going to cause that that running back to have to hit him. And he's going to drive him back, and which will cause Milrow to go right into Stewart. I'm telling you, I think Moore is going to have a very I think he's going to have a very good game, and no one's really going to know about it. You know, like no one's once you see the other stats, you're not going to be like, well, yeah, that Derek Moore he had a great game. You know? I think our t- just I'm very excited about this game. I think our defense is much better than people give it credit for. Uh, I just worry about Michigan's mindset. Michigan's mindset is what beat us against TCU. Georgia just was <laughs> Georgia was vastly better than us in every way possible. Just vastly better. It was it was embarrassing. <laughs> How much better Georgia was than we were. But uh, but all those years we lost to Ohio State, it had nothing to do with being outclassed or out-talented, right? Like, they had more talent, fine. But that wasn't the reason why they beat us. It was our mindset. We were trying to steal their shoes in, in, a, in a huddle, you know, like in a, in a big pileup. 
Aiden Hutchinson and uh, Demp or Hemp or whatever that stinker's name was, was trying to steal the dude's shoe. You know, um, John O'Corn was scared to death. You know, I mean, just Don Brown was refused to change calls, refused. Boy, pride took over Don Brown. You know, we weren't, we weren't, we just, our mindset fucked us against Ohio State. And what's crazy, once our mindset changed on how we approach that game with Ohio State, we have not lost to them since. That's what I'm saying. Our leaders, JJ, Corum, Edwards, Loveland, uh, Chris Jenkins, you know, um, Junior Colson, Mikey Sanger still, Will Johnson, these leaders of ours have to stand up and change that mindset. Say, we are not losing today. I don't care if I die on this field. We are not losing today. Like Jim Harbaugh said, we're going to win or die trying. Once that changes, we'll beat them. We'll beat the Alabama. This is the perfect time. All right. I got to get out of here. Um, I hope you enjoy this. I know it's all over, but all over the place. But, you know, if you've been listening for more than two weeks in a row, you know I'm all over the place all the time. So it's, uh, you know, it's like my thing. So, uh, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And hopefully come January 2nd or when all zeros hit on January 1st, when we at the end of that game, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, and we are Houston bound to a national title chance. It can happen. So it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine, and always and forever, guys, go blue.